You are listening to the Balkan Bread Podcast. This is a podcast created to connect diaspora worldwide by sharing each other's stories. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Balkan Bread Podcast. My name's Amina, and thank you guys so much for being here. So I'm super excited to be recording this week's episode. So if you have been keeping up with our Instagram stories, our Twitter, all of our social media, then you've probably seen us post about this conference. And so many people have been asking, what is this conference? Where is it? How can I get involved? So it is the Bosnia and Herzegovina Diasporic Conference. And this conference has been going on since 2015. So the fifth year is actually going to be in Atlanta, which is super exciting for those of you who do not know or haven't maybe already figured it out. Uh, Balkan Bread is based in Atlanta, which is super exciting. So I will be there along with a bunch of other Bosnians. It's going to be super fun. And in order to give you guys a little bit more information on the conference and what it's all about, I thought it would be great to record an episode with a few people that have actually attended the conference in the past. Um, You know, they've spoken, they've helped organize the event, and they're heavily involved in the diaspora community. So I'm super excited. We actually have the first three guests on today and then we were going to have four more people on next week these episodes might be combined so you might actually be hearing you know all of these people on one episode how are you guys we're good 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 (laughs) happy to be here yeah so do you guys just want to talk a little bit more about you know what you do and how you heard about the conference sure um, so my name is Ivana Bore. I'm calling in right now from New York City, and I've been to all four of the conferences so far. Um, Yulia is my friend from even before the conference, um, so I was going to visit her in LA, and we both talked about how we were missing Bosnians. <laughs> Uh, and being around Bosnians, and then she randomly found it online, and we took a chance. She came from L.A., and I came from New York City to Chicago to the first one, Um, and that's where the story started. And currently, I also volunteer for the Bosnian-Herzegovinian Film Festival in New York City, something that I got involved in much more after the Diaspora Conference reconnected me to my Bosnianness, if you will. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, this is Yulia from Los Angeles, and um, Ivona and I actually went to college together um, at Penn in Philly, and uh, and always lamented the fact that, like, we were, we were such a, uh, you know, tiny, tiny minority, right? Like, talk about ethnic minorities. Uh, I think there were three of us at Penn. Um, as far as I remember, maybe four. And um, yeah, and it was such a pleasure to go to Chicago to the first one because it was literally something I had never, ever experienced to be in a bit of an academic setting, a professional setting with other Bosnian-Americans who were around my age. Um, and I, I have been lucky enough in L.A. to um, have a Bosnian community um, through my sister, who's a little bit older 
but these were Bosnians who were a little bit older than me and were definitely very much, um, you know, just awesome, wonderful people who had grown up more so in Bosnia and um, had different experiences than I did. Um, and so the conference really was a blessing. Yeah, that's awesome. So were both of you at the very first year in Chicago? Yes. yes. And Nadina too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Sorry. No, I'm back. <laughs> Yay. Been, <laughs> for those listening, we've been having issues with this app, but so far it's working. We've got everyone on the recording. So Nadina is here. Um, I found out about it just on Facebook. I think um, it was Sanya Dinoshek that shared it um, first. Um, so it's this lovely um, activist um, who's also from, from Bosnia that's based in Chicago. So she had shared it, um, and that's where I first heard about it. And then since then, I've just, you know, kept up with it with um, Ida and Thea, who are the primary. Um, and every single one you've been I to, have. just like me, right, Nadina? Yes. Yeah, right. that's where we met. <laughs> yes. You guys are dedicated. That's awesome. Yeah. Which, it's not um, great. This wasn't in the question, but which year was your favorite? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, that's a tough question for the one. Yeah. They're just also <laughs> unique. Yeah. Yeah, they are really very different in some ways from each other because so they've taken place in Chicago, Toronto, D.C., and Seattle. Mm -hmm. So every time some people come from afar to them and some people who are just part of the community there come. And so they have a different vibe. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it's very hard to kind of pick out what were um, what was a favorite. Like, that first one was special because it was the first one and it was smaller and everybody was just kind of figuring out, like, why are we here? What is this? Feeling each other out, all of that. Um, and maybe, I guess, if I did have to pick one, I might say Toronto was one of my favorites uh, because that felt like, oh, wow, we found something amazing. And it was just good. And like, I, Marina and I actually reconnected at that one. I don't think we had seen each other in the past year. And I brought my sister and she brought two of her friends. And we all went to hang out after. And it was just like, so nice. We went to get Chivapi and actually found this amazing place where the host was incredibly gregarious and like embracing of us and just like, you know, an incredible jokester too and everything. And so that is one of those, um, I don't know, really special memories um, in my mind. But every single one has been um, meaningful and interesting and introduced me to something new and new people and just new ways of thinking. Yeah, exactly. I, I completely agree. I was going to say Toronto as well. Um, I guess just because it was like the second one and we just, you know, we already knew some people were getting a little bit more comfortable. We kind of knew what it was about and then we could just kind of, you know, explore and, you know, we, we traveled. We get to also, you know, experience the cities and we get to learn about what the local community is like, the, the local Bosnian community. And that's mm. something new as well. Um, I don't know. I just enjoy and look forward to every single one. We missed the second one and the DC one, um, but I definitely really enjoyed Seattle um, yeah which is a beautiful city and it was it was just a wonderful kind of gathering and uh, some of the workshops were really meaningful for me yes. um, it was awesome for example to hear from um, this woman who's doing some some really important work on LGBTQ activism in Sarajevo um, who's the director of the LGBT center there 
um, and then meeting someone else also who works for the war museum, uh, the Childhood World Mu War Museum in Sarajevo, um, which was also really special. And um, yeah, and I think in Seattle, yeah, in Seattle, um, I got to do a restorative justice circle um, about our experiences as refugees or as immigrants, migrants, and um, it was um, it was just really touching. I actually, you know, I do this work for a living. I'm an educator and a restorative justice trainer and, and practitioner. Um, and I always carry my circle bag with me, right? So, so I'm ready just in case, uh, right? There's a, an impromptu kind of um, need for it. And I always carry the, the flashcards from that circle in Seattle um, where everybody dedicated it to someone in their lives um, and in particular to victims of the war, um, of the genocide. And... Um, yeah, so it's it's something I carry with me pretty much every day. I love that you shared that uh, that activity with us. Yeah, um, uh, I it was, think everybody it was, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really awesome, and I loved how like we took the time to go around, and I remember everyone could introduce themselves and where they were from, and you know, there's like. I don't even know. That was probably like, I haven't been to all of them, but one of the biggest groups of people. So, you know, it took a while, but we were patient with each other. And then, you know, the rest of the activity was really meaningful. And I think something that a lot of people, you know, benefited from, which kind of goes into the next question. So we talked about, you know, what keeps bringing you back to the conference. Obviously, it's the people and getting to, you know, meet Bosnians from these different communities in the United States and Canada. But in terms of, you know, other presentations, you know, have, you know, the other two of you presented and what was your presentation on and what made you want to share your presentation with other diaspora? Julia, did you want to go? Yeah, um, yeah, I think for me, you know, it's been um, definitely such a gift to uh, participate in this conference because I was sharing with Taya the other day that um, it's made me feel more secure in like a Bosnian-American identity. Um, you know, I'm from Mostar and I've always felt, you know, that I'm a Mostarka and that's who I am and um, that's always been kind of but the whole Bosnian-American thing, I think, is, um, is a bit new for me. Um, and this conference has helped me to feel that that's, that's an important part of my identity. That's an accurate way to describe kind of who I am. Um, and it connects me to a whole lot of people around the country, which is really exciting. Um, so I decided that restorative justice, um, which is really a tool that's used in schools as well as in uh, the justice system, um, to come to an agreement and to be less punitive in the way that we approach human beings who have made mistakes. Um, and so it's something that is a practice I felt would be really useful for people to just know about and also to participate in. It can also be used for community building, um, which is really um, what we did. Um, was more of a community building circle. Sorry, that's my dog barking. Be quiet, Sasha. <laughs> And yeah, so I decided that I wanted to share just a tool um, that I have and that I use on a daily basis in my work um, that I actually would love to bring to Bosnia and Herzegovina, um, in particular through the schools, because our schools, as you know, most of them are segregated. Um, and I think it's a really kind of dangerous, um, problematic practice, you know. So, But not to go into something else right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I think for me, I think it's really interesting that what you talked about, just, you know, saying that you felt more as, as a Bosnian American. Um, I think for me, what, you know, also kept me coming back to the conference is I think inside, I really am searching for this um, feeling of belonging somewhere and kind of um, just making peace with that part of myself, that part of my identity, um, not dismissing it, not feeling ashamed, not feeling like I'm rejecting it in any way, kind of embracing it and all of its totality, you know, the, the negative and the positive. Um, so I think that's why I wanted to kind of keep coming back, um, being with people that I think, like you mentioned earlier, just are about in the same age range. They had maybe a general, you know, kind of very similar life trajectory so far. And so we're dealing with a lot of similar challenges. So it's just very, you know, somewhat therapeutic too, to just kind of be able to discuss that uh, with people who understand. Um, and I think once I started getting more comfortable, I, I wanted to kind of be a little bit more, I guess, part of um, what the conference was about. And so I decided to do a presentation in D.C. a couple of years ago. Um, and the topic that I discussed was uh, the importance of preserving our native language. So Bosnian while we are so far away from our homeland, so in the diaspora. And I think this is something that we've all thought about, if not previously discussed, you know, in our families or with our friends. Um, it's um, language really is a way that you keep ties with the world, with an entire, entire world. So I, I think it's really important to preserve it. I know I've had my struggles with making sure I, I keep it up and I don't forget it. And I think a lot about what I'm going to do in the future if I have kids and am I going to make that you know, a central part of my parenting? Is that something I'm going to focus on? Um, but overall, just kind of focusing on why it's important and how much um, meaning it, it does bring into our lives. You know, it's something I wanted to bring up in this setting that it just made, you know, total sense to, mm -hmm. to bring up. So I think we ended up having a really interesting conversation. Um, and it, um, yeah, I think I was just really happy to, to get some more ideas and see how others are dealing with that issue as well. Um, so for me, I have not made a presentation yet. I'm considering doing it in the future. But in terms of what kept bringing me back is belonging, um, like you already heard. Because um, we're not quite Americans without any immigrant heritage, yeah. you know, without any baggage. And we are not quite Bosnians either without having seen the world and having had our lives complicated. So... Um, we're the in-betweens. Um, we live in the margins in some way. So um, getting to connect with other people who also share that experience and both sides of it. Like sometimes, you know, a lot of my friends are also immigrants. So in that way we connect. But, you know, when you can kind of switch between the languages and people just get concepts that you're talking about and you can, you know, joke, um, that's really rich. And then also the diversity of people's experiences still. So, um, you know, some people are um, like they've had different careers than I have and all of that. So just to put us into conversation in that way, um, it's nice. Mm -hmm. and, and then I guess um, I also learning, you know, just having my mind open up more as part of it about what's going on in Bosnia now. 
Um, and that's been inspiring about what other people are doing, like other Bosnian Americans, uh, about what happened during the war too, right? Like, I mean, those are depressing workshops uh, for sure sometimes, but they're important. And then uh, finally, in some ways, um, I am amazed at that Anita and Nora and Amanda, who started at the beginning too, for doing this. I'm kind of in awe of their courage um, to get something like this off the ground and take a risk with it and also the work that it takes to run it. And I also really, you know, like them and appreciate them. So in some ways I go partly because I feel like I need to honor their work. Not that I don't get a whole lot out of it too, but sometimes even if like push is coming to shove, I'm like, but they do this amazing thing and I'm not putting in that kind of time these days. Uh, but I want to honor the people who are and not leave them hanging. So there's that for me too. And then if I'm going to make a presentation in the future, which may happen, um, I was thinking about arts and cultural production um, from um, Bosnia directly kind of to get in touch with that, partly because I'm trying to get in touch with that myself and learn more about it. And then um, art from the diaspora too. Um, so that, because I think that's a really um, meaningful way uh, for me at least to connect to my heritage. And I also don't love um, either growing up in this educational system uh, for the most part, the fact that um, you know, when you're learning about world heritage and that kind of thing, Bosnia and anything that happens in Bosnia or just that part of the world period almost never comes up. Um, so I think we need to be kind of at the forefront of that to um, be telling those stories, to know people who are making things um, and support them. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, I agree. I'm a big fan of the arts and one of the things that bothers me that I can't quite easily buy Bosnian art or jewelry um, or just in general um, books or whatever it may be as easily as um, you know some other some other places around the world uh, that are closer and uh, one of the things I was thinking too for the work that Taya and Ida do and um, conference it's also expensive um, and I, I actually proposed to them recently that we uh, consider a membership sort of um, kind of model where um, we we all sort of pitch in throughout the year. Um, and one of the things that I also find exciting with meeting Bosnian Americans who are doing different kinds of lines of work is the possibility of us collaborating on really awesome projects and uh, really innovative projects. And you know, in in um, Southern California, where we've been lucky enough, I'm I'm part of a a, a trio of um, of teachers who are um, actually started like a Bosnian language school called Malashkola, which happens every Sunday in Irvine, California. That's awesome. Um, and uh, and we have about we have like more than thirty students. It's pretty um, it's pretty crazy. It keeps growing too. Um, and people drive, you know, from San Diego, from LA, um, from Orange County to to come to this school and bring their kids. Um, and so there are really cool initiatives around the country and. You know, something else that I've been thinking about is, you know, how cool would it be for us to invest in our community uh, and really pool our money, right? Um, I would love to see, for example, senior housing for, like, Bosnian elders, right, who may... That's a great idea. 
you know, wouldn't that be amazing? Like, yeah. you know, um, yeah, who may, who may struggle, you yeah. know, yeah, who may struggle with, you know, not having enough friends near them or, um, or even with the expensive, you know, housing, uh, especially here in California. Um, so for elders and, you know, I don't know, I think there's a lot that we can accomplish together and, and it's, it's exciting. Definitely. And, you know, there's a lot of potential with all of these projects. And another thing to keep in mind, you know, if you're listening to this and you've never attended one of these conferences before, you know, it's not necessarily just a place where, like, if you don't want to go somewhere where, you know, you're just going to hear about the war, like, nonstop, you know, that's not really what this is at all. Of course, you know, we can't ignore the fact. But think the main focus you know of this conference and through all of these presentations is to show that hey you know this did happen but it's still affecting the community you know that's you know in Bosnia and this is how we as diaspora can help and that's you know the whole reason there are so many different projects that have evolved and you know that's how I found out about um, MSYP so the Most Star Summer Youth Program in mm-hmm. D when Yusuf did his presentation and I was lucky enough to go last summer and teach for three weeks so that was really amazing my friend Bella participated in the Most Mira project which is another volunteer um, peace building based project in Predor and she really enjoyed that as well so definitely a good place to come with an open mind especially you know I'm speaking I guess for I don't know, the really young diaspora who maybe feel intimidated or they feel like they can't be involved. And you really can. You just have to come in with that open mindset and be willing to, you know, network with other people that have been involved with projects like that before. And a lot of the people here that have presented and, as you guys mentioned, have organized the conference, they have super busy lives and you know full-time jobs and families and things like that and it's like okay they're still taking that extra step to be involved in the diaspora community and put on you know this conference for everyone to come together for you know a weekend every year which I think is quite frankly amazing so I really love all of those things that you ladies mentioned And yeah, so we kind of talked about who you guys have connected with um, as a result of the conference. And then I guess I just wanted to touch on what other projects are you, you know, involved in? Was there anything else that was born, you know, out of the conference from attending? Yeah, just great friendships. That's good, though. No, that's that's really important, too, because... Also, another theme, I think, with a conference, people might go into it and think, like, they don't feel Bosnian enough, or I don't know, maybe, at least that's how I would feel sometimes, like, oh, I don't know if this is really, like, the first year, Um, because you're surrounded by so many, you know, impressive people, educated people who are, you know, giving an impact and doing all of these projects and things like that, but at the same time, I don't think it should scare people from attending or you know scare you into thinking that you know you aren't Bosnian enough because you're always going to have these two different cultures it's just a matter of how you kind of like integrate them into you know your daily life and decide 
you know, how it's going to influence your life, like from now on. So, but I think friendship is great. So definitely, if you're listening, you know, come out, meet some great people and, you know, have those connections because who knows, you might meet someone that's from the complete opposite side of the country. I know the first year I went, I met two girls from Idaho and I didn't even know there were Bosnians in Idaho. So, All right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there is so many. There are. Plenty. It's insane. <laughs> Just like hiding, and then we come out, and we're, like, oh. we're everywhere. <laughs> and that's really the interesting piece, too. By the way, the fact that we have been strewn, if you will, around the U.S. So um, we've come of age in different places. So in some ways, too, us connecting um, is us getting to know different parts of the country and contributing to potentially more unity as um, the U.S. period, because people growing up in Idaho, I know their experience has been different <laughs> than mine in, you know, growing up in Boston and NYC and Philly. Um, so there's a richness for that, too. And the other thing I wanted to say is, uh, Amina, since you were talking about the younger generation who may feel intimidated and that kind of thing, um, uh, Narina and I talk about this sometimes, um, taking chances and how it's intimidating to do anything for the first time. Um, and especially if you're doing it alone or if you're coming alone, I know she came alone for the first time and maybe she can talk about that. But I guess what I would say is I would encourage everybody to, you know, really take that chance. Like it's going to be uncomfortable um, at first. You're not quite sure what you got yourself into, but um, and who knows, you you may not like it. I'm not guaranteeing anything, you know, but uh, <laughs> chances are much higher um, that you will. And, um, and you're gonna like, it's gonna surprise you yeah. and give you things that you didn't think you weren't even imagining having like for me friendships around the country in this way, including really deep friendships, right? Like sometimes you think about oh, maybe maybe the time is gone or like, you know how hard it is to develop deep friendships at this point. And it happens. And you're just like, now if only you were, you lived by me, that, that would make it perfect. But it's okay. There's a richness mm -hmm. to that. But then the other piece I wanted to mention that I was talking to somebody about recently is younger Bosnians like you, Amina, and um, taking chances um, like with this kind of thing, like even doing this podcast. Um, and I look at that and I'm impressed by that. And I learn from that too. Um, so I think there's, um, there's a lot that we can learn from each other in that way too, just kind of by running into each other and sharing experiences. And even sometimes the things that we don't share, just the things that we observe, your world kind of expands. Um, so, yeah. I think, about, I think there's something for everyone um, at the conference. And, and if anyone is feeling really, you know, shy about not speaking the language well enough, like, I think, honestly, it's not too much of an issue. I think people are really understanding. Um, and uh, you'll, you'll be able to communicate um, just fine. And I think, you know, one thing I love about the conference, too, is that it's pretty progressive. You know, we've had, uh, we've talked about, you know, the issues of um, the discrimination against the Roma people, for example, in, mm -hmm. in the Balkans, right? Uh, and we mm -hmm. had Selma as, um, as a guest, you know, who's an amazing artist. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, as well as LGBT issues, which I mentioned before, um, which is pretty unique in our community. And, you know, there's also so many cool projects that I've gotten to find out about through the conference. 
Um, and also projects I've been able to support, like the BAPA scholarship, which I really encourage everyone to support. Um, and then, you know, there's Bosana, which, you know, is, uh, is an awesome, um, you know, way to contribute to, to the homeland as well and the education of young people there. Um, so there's so many different projects that I've been able to support as a result of something. And sorry, this is Ivona again. Just kind of wanted to talk about the Bosnian-Herzegovinian Film Festival for a second, because that is one thing for me that I got involved in after the conference, because it kind of reconnected me to that part of myself. I had known about that going on in New York, and I went to one in 2011, and it was great, but somehow I kind of you know, fell away from it. And I went to the 2015 conference, and that year the festival was happening after the conference. So I went, and I was like, my heart was really filled from it. Um, and so I kept coming, and you know, even buying pa a pass and everything. And the fun part is also other people have come through that I've met through the conference and also come for the festival. So it's a chance to hang out too. I've had that with Nadina and Yulia and Thea and Ida and so on. And Adnan, who I think is going to be on the on the other portion of the podcast, um, who is a photographer from Canada who does really cool things. He's involved with the festival too. So another connection. Um, and so since then, I have even started volunteering for it. And so it's great to feel part of something in New York and also part of something that means something how many times did I say something uh to other Bosnians around the diaspora too and that it brings them together potentially to come to us so there's that yeah, I love that when is the film so um we tried to coordinate um meet Anita and unfortunately it's still they're very close together so the film festival is April 10th to the okay. 13th so you'd have to kind of really plan for it if you're coming from far. But I will say spring is a dream in New York City. Yes. And maybe you just make a whole week out of being Bosnian and being in touch with your Bosnianness, yes. which I know we all are every day, <laughs> but I do feel like we live the identity more sometimes unless um, based on what we, yeah, like what parts of ourselves can wake up. Yes. Yeah, I plan on going to both, so I'm very excited. Yay, Narina. <laughs> She's right. Back-to-back -back trips. <laughs> yes. During it. That's great. No. Yeah. Seriously. Because that way you're able to, like, meet people and then also kind of co-promote, like, other, you know, events and other groups and, like, scholarships and initiatives that, you know, people can contribute to and be a part of. So thank you guys for sharing those. Did you want to say something else? I did. I did. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I could, I could hear it. I was like, Okay. Well, I guess um, so. Both of these projects, um, the ones that we were talking about, the diaspora conference and the festival, um, also put you in touch with voices from Beihak too, which otherwise I would not um, necessarily hear. So we've had people come from Bosnia to present. Um, for the conference or do it by Skype. So there's a lot of really cool initiatives uh, that people are doing in Bosnia. And then also for the festival too, we bring guests from Bosnia. So filmmakers that you get to hear from. So just kind of wanted to touch on that aspect. It's connecting, you know, 
between us, you know, meaning other Bosnian Americans, but also a different way to be in touch with what's going on in Bosnia. Yeah. And another way that that's kind of accented is that every year there is a different theme for the conference. So we don't necessarily focus on the exact same topics. You know, there are some general themes that kind of repeat, but, you know, we also get to hear about, you know, vastly different subjects. So from like, I think one year the theme was, you know, the future, like moving forward, you know, where do we go from here? And um, then we have a theme of, um, for example, you know, how has the diaspora survived? Do you know how we thrived um, since we've come here, you know, from, from Bosnia? How we, you know, what were our methods to, to success and how are we doing? So, um, yeah, there's always going to be a focus on something else. And so an opportunity to hear more diverse, you know, kind of um, points of view. Yeah, I think this year's theme is bridging the gap, change makers in action. So just talking about in general, you know, people that are making change for Bosnia and things like that. So I think it'll be pretty interesting. And I feel like there's a lot of different ways that you could go with that topic, you know, depending on if you're presenting or not. So I think that's pretty valid to talk about um i guess we can end this episode um, on talking just in general what do you guys think are some of the biggest challenges that are facing the diaspora right now Mm. well i think (laughs) i'll be be brief i think for me it's um you know a lot of it is our own struggle with like identity and belonging and 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 alienation in a weird way right because we walk around with this really complex kind of personal narrative and and most people have no idea right like where we're even from or where we're located in a map right (laughs) (laughs) but that that is really tough and then the other thing to um uh, what was I going to mention? I think the connection to the homeland and really like the struggles of Beihai in general. And I just wanted to say that my vision for Beihai is that as a small country that is so green and so beautiful, um, I would love for it to become a green country like Costa Rica and um, and also to really be very, very techy um, because I think that the young people um, have so much potential and are so bright and brilliant and uh, and can really do a lot um, with tech, with tech and um, as well as the arts and, you know, media and, and so on. I would say um, it's kind of the same always. Uh, the biggest challenge would be maintaining a link to heritage which um, the challenges around that look different at different times. Like we were already talking about um, kids and uh, teaching them the language for us to maintain the language, uh, maintaining connections with others that um, you prize and prioritize enough in your life that they are rich relationships. Those are all kind of daily challenges still. Um, And, and just kind of as we hit different life stages too, something that comes up for me um, is our, as our parents get older, and I think as a general thing, they're probably a little less integrated into American society and what retirement um, and that kind of thing looks like for different parents and potential distance, even more distance um, between family members. Um, that comes. So those are some of the challenges that come up, I guess, in my life. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty valid point. Um, 
Yeah, I think that the first thing that came to my mind when I read this question was just the issue of of unity, and maybe it's on it's on so many levels, but maybe internally as a diaspora, like here in the United States or in North America, um, I I don't know that we are that we've kind of that we feel as as one community uh, without feeling really just separated. And I mean, distance does a lot, but and I, and I know that if for some cities, you know the the Bosnian community is more connected than in others. Um, and I don't think we can really just generalize this, this problem, say that we have a problem with connection, but I don't know. I feel like we could do better in terms of sharing resources, sharing knowledge, um, just functioning more as a single unit. Um, so I think, you know, this conference and, you know, any other projects that are around that allow people to feel more connected to where they're from, um, that will also encourage them to want to be part of, you know, the community, you know, abroad, you know, if it's here in the United States or, you know, anywhere else and kind of want to be closer, you know, want to support each other. Um, so I, I'm hoping that's something that we'll see. Nadine, I thought you were also going to touch a little bit more on the divisions uh, in the Bosnian community because, you know, that's kind of like yeah. uh, the elephant in the room. Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> goes without saying. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of what I wanted to say, but, you know, I don't want to focus on the negative. It's, I mean, and I understand why there would be divisions and some of them are valid and you have to also, you know, the war didn't happen that long ago when you think about it. Um, We still have a lot, you know, of of internal turmoil to probably kind of sift through and understand and and grow from. You do need time. You need space. Um, You know, everybody heals in a different way and maybe at a different pace. So I think it's something that we can hope to have. you know, kind of a just more interconnected, you know, community, maybe of younger people, you know, as we're moving forward, you know, having our kids, um, you know, feel feel positively about their homeland and, and you know, focus on what's good, um, you know, it, but that's up to us, I think, to first figure that out on our own and then know, like, what values to pass on to them. And the Diaspora Conference is one incredible space for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's definitely, you know, not ethnic divisions. It's Bosnia, multi-ethnic. Mm-hmm. And so the people who come are very much a representation of that Bosnia's complexity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we don't want, you know, I mean, this really is like Bosnia-Herzegovina and we are, we're an ethnically, you know, diverse country and it's something that we're celebrating, you know, especially at this conference. So it's, you know, I don't want anybody to feel like they're not welcome. And if anybody has had that thought, you know, they should just... Um, just get that out of our head. It's, just, it's, it's a non-issue. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Everybody is welcome. And non-Bosnians are welcome, too. <laughs> yes. 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 And we've had people. Yeah. Um, and that's rich, too. People who care about our region and have devoted time to it. Mm-hmm. Um, those are really important perspectives, too. Yeah. Um, who is it? David. David is yeah, a Patty girl, Yeah. <laughs> No, it's amazing. Honestly, it's amazing. The first year, I was like, wow, this guy cares so much about, you know, our little country. Like, this is insane, <laughs> which is yeah. um, But I think those are all really valid things. And I understand what you guys are saying uh, when you're mentioning, like, 
divisions in like certain cities, let's say, because you're going to have, you know, big communities like wherever Chicago and Atlanta and New York. Um, but at the same time, you're going to have almost like, I don't want to say like clicks, but it's like people just hang out with either, you know, their very, very close family and then a couple of friends and kind of that's that. And no one ever seems to venture out and want to meet other people. So one of the great things about coming to, you know, the conference is that you are able to meet people in maybe even the same city that you are from and you just didn't even know they were there because there are so many, you know, like different communities and different groups. And that's something that I've found to be true just from doing Balkan Bread. There's a lot of people that I've met that I probably wouldn't have met, you know, in Atlanta had it not been for that. And I'm like, wow, we live in the exact same city and we have never connected, you know, just because like, I don't know, you know, we have mutual friends, but for some reason our past, you know, did not cross at that point. So I think it is important to open yourself up and the things that we talk about too at the conference, like um, we were mentioning are more progressive and we're all very open-minded. It's almost those topics that you might be like scared to bring up in front of your parents, family Mm -hmm. members. So definitely there's a lot that you can learn from that too. So everyone is respectful of you know everyone else's opinions and ideas and things like that and we're really trying to kind of pinpoint certain things and figure out how we can you know make this change within you know within Bosnia and also within you know our diaspora community because in order for us to really do something that matters we also have to be united as a whole but I think over time like we will get there it's just a matter of getting more people involved and not having people be so passive about being involved and where they come from because they talk so much about how much they love where they come from yet some people don't feel obligated to even help which I think is kind of ironic but you know it is a thing so yeah I really loved everything that you guys shared is there anything else that you guys wanted to add before we end the episode um, just to, I guess, to share, I, well, I hope, you know, anybody who has not come will come this year if they're able to in Atlanta and just bring your friends, <laughs> bring your family members, you know, bring uh, whoever you think will be interested and is supportive of the community. I just think it's it's such a great forum to learn and to ask questions. And there's also no pressure. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a great opportunity. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for, you know, being on this episode and just taking the time to share all of your previous experiences with the conference and also your involvement in the diaspora community. Thank you. This was wonderful. Awesome. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you guys are interested in finding more info about the conference, you can actually go to bayhadiaspora.com and there's a bunch of information on there, how you can register for the event. I think there's a pricing option for students on there as well as if you're interested in submitting a proposal uh, for a presentation. And I think those are due in the next couple of weeks. So anyway, thank you guys again for listening and we will see you on next week's episode. Bye guys.